Hello, hello! Welcome to the second case of Mixtape and Identity. I'm your host, Jane. My guest this week is the wonderful Duncan Turner. He wrote this music. Yes, this is episode two of Mixtape and Identity with my good friend Duncan Turner. Duncan is a musician, Twitch streamer, funny man and all-round good bloke. I first got to know Duncan through Twitch. He makes music on there. He's incredibly talented and very, very funny as well. Uh, he made this music, uh, the, the jingle for this show, on stream, which is just amazing to watch. Uh, this conversation was an awful lot of fun. It's genuinely one of my favourite playlists as there's an amazing range of music, but there's loads of great new stuff that I find in there as well. Again, if you're coming into this episode fresh, you can find the playlist in advance of the episodes. So you can follow us on Instagram at Mixtape and Identity or on Twitter at Mixtape and ID for all the details. But for now, we'll just get into it. Episode 2 of Mixtape and Identity with Duncan Turner. How often do you find yourself listening to music these days? Yeah, not as often as I would like, not as often as I used to. I find that I often have it on like in the background, but it's so rare mm. that I just have like an active sit, put on a record and listen to it quietly and do nothing else. Yeah, I think mostly I'm listening to podcasts lately. And when you're listening to music, is it mainly albums or playlists or what do you find yourself listening to? Mainly albums. I think just part of being... 33 is that you grow up listening to albums and that just feels like mm -hmm. the normal way to listen to music but yeah mm -hmm. like if i'm just like cleaning the house or whatever i'll chuck on a playlist or just artist radio on spotify and let it let it do its thing okay the problem with that is sometimes just pure trash comes up yes and i think the the kind of genres of new music i've been listening to lately every now and then it'll be like well this guy's gonna love this sad boy auto-tuned <laughs> fuck boy soundcloud rap that's what this dude's into and it's pretty painful <laughs> just stop whatever you're doing immediately run to the laptop <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was the what was the first music that you that you owned that you bought okay the first music that i owned my mom gave me a Jimi hendrix record it was Electric Ladyland, and I got to listen to it in the lounge room, and I just felt like that was the coolest thing ever. The first music that I bought was Mumbo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega. I saw it on a morning TV show, and I was like, this, this is the one. This is the song. And I made my mum take me to Kmart, and I bought the CD single for, I think, $4. And I, I played it so much that it drove my sister insane and she went out and bought me a copy of Nirvana in utero and was like, you listen to this now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sister. Yeah, she was all right. Were you into Nirvana then when you first heard it? That's oh, quite yeah. A, that's quite a sharp left turn, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I made it like my personality for the next, I don't know, seven or eight years. I was like, this right. is the shit. I'm actually really quirky. You probably haven't heard of them. <laughs> what's the best live performance or best live show you've been to yeah i think i have two answers for this so i i worked at live music venues in adelaide for like 10 years or something okay. and there was one night at this place called jive which is like the coolest little like 
just live music bar. They had an Oz hip hop night. And I don't know if you've heard any Oz hip hop. Has it made its way to Ireland? I don't I don't think so. I don't want to get in trouble, but the vast majority of it is quite bad. It's okay. <laughs> There are some people I'll, doing I'll some really interesting them. stuff. Yeah. Um but the majority of it is made by like whiny white dudes and it's it's okay. a bit it's a bit shit. But yeah, so there was an Oz hip hop night and most of it was garbage. And then I think there was about 30 or 40 people left in the bar. And this dude from Sydney, Ivan Ooze, got up and just ripped the fucking roof off the place. It was insane. Mm -hmm. I was like, how is he going this hard to 30 people? Um, I don't think I've ever heard anything from him since. I feel like he should be a star, but it just never happened. Mm. And the other best live music, the live gig I ever saw, uh, was this dude, Marlon Williams, who's like a folk singer from New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was working at this place called The Gov, which is like 700-seat venue. Uh, and they brought like a whole bunch of bluegrass artists over from the US. And I think he was just supporting that tour. Um, but he got up and it was just him with a guitar. Like the rest of them were like bluegrass bands with like double bass and banjo and stuff. And he just got up just by himself with an acoustic guitar and the voice of an angel. And just like the whole place was dead silent. Like you could have heard a pin drop. He just played the most like beautiful music and sung incredibly. And I was like, this is the best singer I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I've tried to see him like every single time he's come out since then. He's like gotten a band and I was like, oh no, what if the band kind of overpower his voice? And then I saw him with the band. I was like, it's even better. Like they just support him like perfectly. And he's just such a Mm -hmm. like talent that you couldn't, you couldn't outshine him. And then the last time I saw him was at Hamer Hall in Melbourne, which is like, this incredible beautiful concert hall and he was playing with the melbourne symphony orchestra and even then i was like he's still the star this guy's incredible yeah check out marlon williams it definitely is a it's a it's a very real talent to be able to captivate a room with just a guitar and your voice yeah because i've seen a lot of singer songwriters perform and it's it's background music for the most part for a lot of people they'll just like chat away through it and it can be quite dull for a lot of people so yeah um i've seen a couple of people perform where they've captivated the room like that but it, it's very very rare very difficult i think yeah so I'll, I'll definitely check that out yeah one in a million well look we'll, we'll dive right into the playlist then first song on the list is a song you fell in love with straight away and you've gone with el chupa nibre by danger doom yeah which given the music we've talked about before and uh, what I've seen you do on um, on the stream I have to say this was a bit of a surprise yeah I fucking love hip hop I'm like obsessed with hip hop and this was the first this was like my introduction to it so I was I think like 18 or 19 and I'd just gotten a job in the stock room at American Apparel and I was like well okay. this is so cool I get free clothes <laughs> Um, and then the company got shut down because the owner was engaged in some naughty business. Um, anyway, okay. uh, yeah, I was working in the stock room in American Apparel and this dude, James, who was like just a massive hip hop head, plugged in his iPod one day when we were folding clothes and put on The Mask and the Mouse, like the Danger Doom album. And the first uh-huh. song, like the the kind of like chopped up drums hit and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he starts kind of rapping about all this adult swim shit that i was obsessed with and i was like oh 
this rules. <laughs> and then I became obsessed with hip hop and like never looked back. So do you think it just connected with you at the right age as well? Right age, right time, right situation when I was just like kind of out of high school and feeling like I was, I don't know, maybe I was trying to be cool and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think I might have been 20. Yeah, <laughs> there's an element of it for me of, um, and I'm not saying they're the same type of music, but like early Eminem, where there was a bit of comedy almost to it. There's oh, yeah. a bit of like it's not taking itself too seriously. There's a couple of things plugged in there that are just like kind of like just being quite irreverent with the genre in a way, which you know that that was something that really appealed to me when I was at that age as well. Yeah, most um, of my punk friends were really into Eminem, and I think it was like part of it was that he was kind of a rat bag i guess yeah i think it's hip-hop for people who don't want to admit that i like hip-hop <laughs> the song it took you a while you've gone with doja cat say so yeah and this is again because of hip-hop so like the first time i saw doja cat was on her episode of the cave with kenny beats where he just like okay. makes a beat in a couple of minutes and then she rapped over it and her verse was just really really fucking good really really funny um, she's just got great she's got bars you know and then mm-hmm. I was like oh man I'm gonna look up all her stuff and I was on the way to work I was on I used to have this like hour and a half tram ride to work and I was like oh I'll listen mm-hmm. to her album and I put it on and I was like it's fucking disco like this whole <laughs> album is disco <laughs> um, and it, like I was listening to it on the way to work I was like that's so weird like I can't believe she does disco mm-hmm. and I didn't really get it and then throughout the course of the day, I found myself kind of like humming it or whistling it or something. And then when I was on yeah. the tram on the way home, I'm like, I'm just going to give it another listen. And I listened to it again. I was like, oh, they're all bangers. Like, this is yeah. this is a fucking great album. And yeah, I think Say So is like the track where I was like, why is it disco? And then the way home, I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> it's a really, really good song. I think it, it probably took me a little while as well, just because I wasn't... I, I, like, I, I'm not really into the hip hop scene, so I associate Doja Cat with like Nicki Minaj and that kind of uh, artist that I'm not ju- I just. It's not my. It's not for me. So yeah, that took me a few lessons to. I think I probably liked it the first time I heard it, but it took me a few lessons to let myself admit that I liked it. <laughs> um, but it's a great song. Like I still, I still listen to it. It's a great tune. Yeah, song from your introduction to music. So you've, you touched on this already, but um all along the watchtower Jimi hendrix so this is this is your mom's music then was it yeah yeah mom was like a massive hippie growing up and she like mm-hmm. wore caftans and listened to Jimi hendrix and like nice i don't know grateful dead and stuff yeah and so it was always on in the background when i was a kid right. and i don't think i really knew like i feel like i started listening to music quite late like i didn't really mm-hmm. kind of put it together i, I didn't really know like when it was from or what it was about or anything I just like I just liked the sound it just made me feel good and this right. is even like getting up to like my teens when other people were starting to like develop their own music taste so I just sort of like listen to whatever was on mm-hmm. yeah and she always had Jimi Hendrix on and all along the Watchtower was my favourite just because the guitar solo ripped did you appreciate uh, Jimi Hendrix at the time do you think? probably not like I didn't know that it was like special music or that he was one of the greats or anything like that I just thought mm-hmm. it was the music that played when we went on car trips to Goolwa or whatever <laughs> and 
do you appreciate it more now? Like, oh, yeah. Your, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since trying to learn those songs on guitar, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. This <laughs> <laughs> is tricky. A song that makes you happy is Nelly by Dr. Dog. Yeah. Have you heard Dr. Dog? Is this like your first? Well, yeah, this is the, a lot of these, a lot of these songs were firsts for me. Oh, man. Yeah. I love Dr. Dog. They write like kind of cool Americana guitar almost pop i guess it's like americana pop just like mm-hmm. really catchy songs with really great lyrics and like everything seems kind of like ramshackle and they do these kind of wonky harmonies on everything and yeah the chorus in nelly is just like so like uplifting and fun and goofy yeah i, th- mm. I think that was like the first dr dog song that i heard i was like this band <laughs> these are the ones i do i do get the immediate vibe of like when i first started listening to it i was like this is a very I can see why this would make someone happy. This is yeah. a very nice, chilled vibe. And yeah, the, the chorus feels very, very similar as well. Towns Van Zandt, the, and She Came and She Touched Me, is the song that makes you sad. Yeah. So specifically the version live at the Old Quarter, I think mm. that Towns Van Zandt's live albums are really, really good. And Towns Van Zandt's studio albums are okay. I don't know, okay. they just don't seem to hit the same way for me i couldn't put my finger Mm -hmm. on why but yeah i mean if i'm sad i will just put that album on and sit in it for a little while i feel like okay that's kind of one of the best things about music is if you're feeling a certain way you can just kind of like amplify it and and inhabit it more so like if i'm in a good mood and i put that album on it's just a nice sounding album but if i'm already Mm -hmm. sad and i put that album on it's like yeah this is sadness and this is how it is experienced yeah. Does that make sense? Is there anything in particular? Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything in particular about that song? I think it's just the lyrics. I'm not sure if they like. I think it's one of those things where it just touches part of your brain that's not like. It's not the frontal lobe, you know? It's not something conscious. But sometimes mm-hmm. I just sit and listen to the words and it just fills me with sorrow, but in a nice way. Yeah. I've, I've talked about this before in the podcast, but it's all, I think, having someone distill that kind of feeling into music whether it's the tone of the music or the lyrics is very very comforting in a yeah. way it just makes you feel a little bit understood i think yeah i think that's true yeah towns van zandt was there's like a documentary about him he was the weirdest dude i think he was in the army and he came back from somewhere or other i'm assuming vietnam or korea with PTSD mm. and they put him through like electroshock therapy but not with his consent and it just kind of wow. sent him a little bit loopy and he would like I think he lived on a houseboat and he would just come into Houston and play shows at the old quarter uh-huh. while while living on a houseboat yeah very strange wow. dude there's this bit in the documentary where he's sitting on a balcony and then he just like leans over backwards and falls off it and hurts himself quite badly they're like why'd you do that and he's just like oh, i just wanted to see what it felt like very strange man <laughs> strange is the word yeah so the song to relax to you've gone with black sabbath and the doom <laughs> yeah the, I, ha- I have like three levels of songs to relax to and they get progressively yeah. more like doomy and slow and 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 dirty i don't know why it is but yeah. like stoner metal is the most relaxing genre to me just like this okay. wall of distorted guitars. So like number one right. is like Queens of the Stone Age. And then number yeah. two is Black Sabbath. 
And then number yeah. three, there's this album called Dope Smoker by this band called Sleep. And it's one okay. song that goes for an hour. And it's just like the most down-tuned, sludgy, slow metal ever. Right. And that's yeah. what you relax to. Yeah, that's what I'll put on if I've like had an edible and want to chill out. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. This isn't really a, a... That kind of music isn't something I've really connected with an awful lot. Um, I think I like a lot of music that is probably inspired by Black Sabbath. Um, Queens of the Stone Age is a big one. Um, Biffy Clyro as well. I think I've said that Black Sabbath are a big um, inspiration for them, but I've never really listened to an awful lot of Black Sabbath. So it was it was definitely surprising to me that this would be a, a, a relaxing song. It made me think of like, um, I'm quite into whiskey. And made me think like, this must be what my wife feels like when I uh, like try to get her to try whiskey and say this one's really smooth, and then she starts breathing fire. So this is like giving someone black Sabbath and saying, yeah, this is this is chilled. It starts off very nice and slow, and then it's yeah. It's gonna ask you like, what is it about the lyrics? You know, push the needle in, and now you're gonna die. That you think is. Uh, I don't chilled. think we should examine that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should pull that thread. I don't want to discover okay. anything about myself. Okay. No, it's okay. it's honestly just like the the audio side of it. I think like it's just so sludgy and like thick and gooey. Yeah. I just love that about like doom metal. It's just like this massive like throbbing like sludge. It just makes me feel yeah. like I'm sinking into slime. Doesn't that sound relaxing? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> so in a bit of musical whiplash here, going from Black Sabbath to a song from your preteen years, which is on the Ning Nang Nong. Yeah, by Spike Milligan. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I got into music like super, super late. But I remember when I was a kid, I would always... I had this cassette tape of songs from Play School, which was like a children's show on the ABC here in Australia. And they had like a version of the Ning Nang Nong that would just make me cackle. Like as a kid, I would just put it on on the same stereo that I would listen to Jimi Hendrix later and put right. on the Ning Nang Nong and cackle. I'd make my mum play it on car trips and stuff. I don't know. I was just obsessed with that. And yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of anything that I actually listened to from my preteen years. I don't think that I really paid attention to music until I was in like, I don't know, year seven or eight so like 12 or 13 and you're on on the ning nang nong up until that point oh yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> no nah, that was just like a childhood thing i couldn't really think of anything else that even stuck yeah. in my brain from before i was a teen no it makes sense i like it and then again uh change of pace going on from that to the bulls on parade cover by denzel curry yeah fuck yeah so in australia i don't know if like ireland has the equivalent but we've got a radio station called triple j which is like the public mm -hmm. broadcaster, but it's specifically a youth radio station. And it is right. massive. Like, I mean, everyone listens to Triple J. They've started so many like bands' careers. It's just like a huge deal. A lot of comedians end up on it. And one thing they do is this thing called Like A Version, where they'll just get an established artist in to play one of their songs and then to play a cover. Mm -hmm. So like Little Sims came in and did Gorillaz. Yeah, Australian bands will come in and do various things. But Denzel Curry came in and did Bulls on Parade and fucking ripped the tits off it and then did his own verse in the middle. And it is wild. I implore you to listen to the Denzel Curry Bulls on Parade cover. And it was at a time when I was like kind of reassessing my relationship with Rage Against the Machine. 
Because I think when mm-hmm. I was in high school and some of my friends were getting into Rage Against the Machine, I was kind of moving towards, I don't know, like a different kind of heavy music. Mm-hmm. Like more proggier or metal or something, like more melodic. And then as I got older and became a communist, I've been listening to Rage Against the Machine again and being like, oh, <laughs> they were on it. Like they yeah. knew what they were talking about and meant every word of it and like totally 100% live these values. And if I'd have paid attention to this 20 years ago, maybe right. I'd be a better, <laughs> maybe I'd be a better leftist by now. <laughs> Um, I tried to listen to a little bit more of Denzel Perry and this doesn't sound like his type of music. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Or Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like a he's like a rapper. He's just like straight up. So this is almost like the reverse of a cover where someone's come in and instead of putting their twist on like they're applying their musical style to a song, they've basically gone in and completely changed their own musical style to fit yeah, the song. Kind of. He does do his own verse on it. But yeah, I... the, the verse in the middle is insane. Like yeah. the, the 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 vocal range that he has, he nails the vocals, like the the actual like screamy kind of scratchy vocals in the actual singing parts, and then to go from that into the rap, and then to get to the end of that, I'd be done. And then <laughs> <laughs> straight from that, back into screaming, rally around the family. It's an incredible number. Yeah, it's great. I think the other Denzel Curry thing to listen to if you don't really like I don't know if you're not that into hip hop or whatever he did an album with Kenny Beats called Unlocked and it's it's a lot like those kind of early MF Doom well not early but those MF Doom albums it's like a lot like Mad Villainy or a lot like Danger Doom where there's like a lot of samples and references and songs kind of flow into one another and there's like this underlying kind of like story about it and things get called back to and it's just like really kind of, I don't know, almost like 2000s hip hop rather than like the modern stuff with the trap beats and whatever. Excellent. And um, though it's it, like that, that song's definitely one of the, one of my favorite songs to discover from this project so far. Like that, that 100% will be in my rotation. Every time I got to that, when I was listening to your playlist, every time I got to that song, I listened to it a couple of times before I moved on. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The song you'd sing at karaoke is Reckless by australian crawl yeah it's just like an 80s australian anthem that everyone in this country knows off by heart just from being alive right uh it's really fun i think i used to do like careless whisper and stuff i just really like dramatic karaoke songs there's something real fun about that to me yeah i don't know it's got this big soaring chorus it's really silly and melodramatic in the 80s it's also very australian (laughs) It's good. To, I'm I'm not overly familiar with it. I don't think you know if you if you came to you know the UK or Ireland to do karaoke and chose that. I don't know if it would go down as well. I don't think they'd have it. <laughs> good song though. I'm I'm excited to get on with this one. So a song that reminds you of a specific place is "Fantastic Man" by William Onyebor. Is that right? Onyebor, yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. All right. So this has a bit of Ireland. Okay. I don't know. A bit of island backstory. So I was in Ireland for my cousin's wedding, I don't know, four years ago or something. Um, And then after the wedding, I just kind of like bummed around Ireland for a little bit and went traveling and stayed in Dublin for a bit. And I don't know, just went around the place. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and I went to a bar in Dublin called Ansha. Did I say that right? Probably, a, yeah. Speak any Irish? <laughs> Not particularly. Ansha sounds Irish, yeah. Yeah, I think it means here or like present or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went to this bar and they were playing like kind of African disco music night. Uh-huh. And I don't really dance. I don't really like feel comfortable dancing. Right. Uh, and this guy put on the, this DJ put on this song Fantastic Man by William Onyabor and it was so like goofy and silly and the people I was with were like let's all dance and we all had a nice little dance <laughs> to one of the strangest songs I've ever heard in my life it's so fucking funny this song like the lyrics are like it, it's a it's a man singing to his girlfriend or partner or whatever yeah. and he's like I always compliment you. I always tell you how nice you look. Yeah. I always tell you how sweet you are. Yeah. And now I need you to compliment yes. me. It's my turn for compliments. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's the whole song. Yeah. I think what I really like about it is that it, it could almost be sweet if he was, you know, or endearing if he was saying, look, I, I'm, I'm putting myself out there to you and I, I'm telling you all the time how how you make me feel I need, I need something back you know if, if that was the message of the song but it's the fact that he's obviously written it and then written the female vocalist part which is you look so good yes. fantastic man and then this goes back <laughs> yeah. into the music yeah and he like wrote and played all the instruments on it so it's like this weird um, like drum loop from a 70s organ or something yeah. And this goofy kind of honky sounding synth solo that goes all over the place. And then before the chorus, instead of like a build up or anything, the song just stops completely. And then the synth goes like, and it stops. And then the women sing, you look so good, fantastic man. And then it starts again. Incredible. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's the the second uh, or the, the one that he's doing towards the end where... He just keeps on saying, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me how I yeah. look. <laughs> tell me how good I look. So that's Dublin for you then? Yeah, that's Dublin for me. Every time I listen to it, I think about that time in Dublin, which is like the one time in my adult life that I've danced and felt good about it. Right. Yeah. I think I, I, have, a, I have a song on, on my playlist, which is very, very similar, which is was the, the sound by the 1975 um, I went to went to see them with my now wife. And I hate the 1975, and I had a terrible time because she and she loves them. But the sound was the last song they played, and I just I thought, oh fuck, it, I'll just let loose for the last song, and we just jumped around and danced, and it's a really really happy memory for me. That's very sweet. There's something so like wholesome about couples going to a band that only one of them likes. Yeah. I think I me- I think I mentioned on stream that my parents' first date, my dad took my mum to see Hocus Pocus Focus in its entirety, which is right. like an hour long prog metal song with a yodeling solo. And they still got married. That's quite a date. That's quite a date. So is yeah. was that legit like so it's an hour of just that song? Yeah, yeah. The concert was just that song extended edition. Wow. Wow. I, I like that song, but I would lose my mind. <laughs> the song that reminds you of a specific person is the Me Channel theme. Yeah, from the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, 
quite a nice piano based rendition that you've chosen in the playlist yeah i couldn't find the original it's not on spotify there was like oh. a to kind of a dubstep remix of it or there was this nice piano version so i went with the piano yeah. version and i'm and i'm grateful so who, who is this person then that reminds you of this is my wonderful girlfriend comedian emma holland because she does this thing where she sings whatever's song is in her head but in the voice of beaker from the muppets <laughs> and this nine times out of ten it's the me channel theme and she doesn't stop under any circuit no there's nothing you can do that will make her stop singing the me channel theme in the voice of beaker from the muppets it's the most like the song itself is like this wholesome silly jazz loop but yeah. she turns it into a weapon it's like a cia technique what 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 volume are we talking here well it could be low volume but directly into my ear or it could be high volume when i'm trying to study there's no predicting it you gotta understand Is she, is she is she directing this at you or is this just something that she's doing innocuously? I have a feeling that she used to do it to her sister to annoy her, but now that right. we live together, it's it's for me now. I am okay. now the, the target. Okay. Yeah, good I, song. I can see that being very effective. Yeah. Oh my god, it's wonderful. Uh, song that motivates you is "No Hands" by Hot Snakes. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And this again is like the Black Sabbath one, where it's got nothing to do with the lyrics or anything. This song is mm. just like so fast and hard, and the guitars are like almost like clean. Hot yeah. Snakes are like this almost hardcore band or like post-hardcore, but they played with really clean guitars, and they play with mm-hmm. heaps of like aggression and emotion. And this song just like drives so hard. Like I'll put it on if I'm exercising. Or if I'm like walking to the train station, but I'm in some kind of mood. You know those songs where they're on your headphones and you're like, I'm the main character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a playlist for that. Yeah, this yeah. is my one of those. Excellent. Yeah, a lot of white stripes in there as well. They're your main character band? Well, like, Fell in Love with the Girl is a good one for that, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, we were talking, me and, me and Emma and Emma's manager were talking about the white stripes last night. Like they were playing Mario Kart and just chatting. And for some mm-hmm. reason, he's been getting really into, like, Jack White lore. Like, going deep oh, okay. on Jack White Wikipedia pages and stuff. So, right. like, Jack White nailed a death threat to someone's door with a dagger one time. Or he oh, beat shit. up the singer from the Von Bondies. Very strange oh, man. God. Oh, God. I don't know what that says about me. Like, so I, I love White Stripes, Jack White, Raconteurs. All three are, like, top-tier bands for me. Or top uh, artists. I don't know what that says about me. It doesn't say anything about you. They're good songs. Let's let's not examine it. <laughs> I'm not here to learn about myself. I'm yeah. here to talk about my music. A song that someone introduced you to, How You Like That, by Blackpink. Yeah, the K-pop group. Yeah. I like K-pop a lot. Don't come for me. I think it's good music. Not ironically. Oh, there's no, no judgment. Okay, cool. No judgment whatsoever. Who introduced you to K-pop? Well, when coronavirus kind of first broke out in australia 
and there was like a suggestion that lockdowns were going to happen. Emma's dad mm-hmm. got sick. He's fine. Everyone's fine. But he got sick and um, Queensland, where her parents lived, they announced that they were closing the border to Victoria, where we lived. And so literally jumped on the last flight to Queensland before the border closed with like one day's notice um, and thinking, well, we'll just stay with them while this blows over. It'll maybe be like a couple of months at most. Ended up being, I think, nine months or seven months or something that we lived with her parents during the pandemic. But that was cool. They're lovely people. Family's great. And her sibling, Brooke, was there as well. And Brooke is like a massive K-pop fan. And obviously, like, we weren't really allowed to do anything. We couldn't go out or... I don't know. We just couldn't do anything. So what we would do is we would... Like, me and Emma and Brooke would pile into her mum's car and just drive to the shops or to the drive through McDonald's or whatever. And we did this thing called Vibe Train where everyone just picked a song one after another and we just passed the phone around and everyone picked a different song. And Brooke put on mm-hmm. Blackpink, How You Like That. And it's like... It's got every single pop genre in a row and it's all like so incredibly produced and so like maximalist in its production and like the song itself mm-hmm. is super catchy and the rap verses go really really hard and i was like oh i just like k-pop <laughs> it's just really good yeah i thought it was listening to it. it sounds like it sounds like a pop song that's been written by an algorithm yeah i think that it's to me it sounds like a pop song that's been written like by somebody who just sort of grew up listening to whatever they could get their hands on with no discrimination at Mm. all and they're like okay well after this rap verse we're going to have a slow brass chorus breakdown and then we're going to go into like a hyper pop double time dance number and they just do one after the other after the other and somehow it's seamless yeah i know because there there are a couple of elements that um it's a bit where they go bada bing bada bing bing boom (laughs) do 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 it's one of their catchphrases yeah, one of their first singles. <laughs> and just hearing that very earnestly in the background, I don't know why, it just made me chuckle. Oh, yeah. Heard it. There's like a little vocal sting. They, they have another song yeah. where it's like, they did a song, I think, with Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande. There's like a vocal line and then one of them shouts, hey, but she shouts, hey, with like the lowest energy ever. And for some reason, it just <laughs> sticks in my brain. It really makes me laugh. It's like... Yeah, there's the, like the vocal line that goes up that I'm not gonna try and sing because I'm a terrible singer. And then this the, in the background, you just hear like, "Hey," <laughs> it gets me every single time. The other line I enjoyed was there's a bit where they just sing, "Is it a bird? Is it a plane?" And then you hear, I, th- I think you hear a gun cock. Yes, you do. And it just moves on. <laughs> <laughs> Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Glock. Yeah. yeah. Next verse. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've put that out there. We're moving on. But yeah, like you're right. It is. There's a lot of different elements to it, but it does seem to just flow together. I think a lot of it's probably just confidence. Yeah, I think there's. They have like one producer that they work with, just that one producer, and he's got such a clear style, but it also incorporates like every other genre that you can think of. And I don't know how mm. he's managed to do that so like some of his songs would just be like he sampled them whistling and he just kind of like bends it up an octave at the end of one of the bars and then bends it back down and it's super Mm -hmm. catchy like how have you 
How have you done that? <laughs> a wizard. Every time I write a song, I'm like, more parts, put in more parts. And then every yeah. time I listen to a song that I like, it's like one clear idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like maybe a kick and a snare. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so a song that you wouldn't expect to like was Geolipa uh, Levitating. Yeah. This was also during like the first kind of bout of lockdowns in Australia. And also from Vibe Train, I think Emma put on Levitating by Geolipa. And it's like a 70s disco number but with modern production. So it's got like this kind of like voice boxed synth in the background and this like offbeat clap thing going on. And it's just a bop. I just turns out I really liked Dua Lipa as well, which is not something that I would have predicted as a, I don't know, 18 year old metalhead that I would be listening to disco pop and really vibing with it. There's another bit in this that's kind of like the hay in that Blackpink song. It's like, this synth do you know what a voice box is yeah 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 so he's got like a tube connected to a speaker that's in his mouth and he's playing this is her producer and he's playing like a moog synthesizer and then the speaker sound plays into his mouth and there's this bit where there's this like little synth run that's like whoa and it's just in the background and every time i hear it it makes me laugh I guess this also counts as song that makes me happy, just because of that little whoa. Right, okay. I didn't know that that's what was happening. I, I, I know the bit that you're talking about. I didn't know that that's how that sound was made, and that is going to make me yeah, laugh it's, time here now. Yeah, it's not a vocoder. It's like a tube that goes into your mouth. A lot of guitarists use... Do you know that band? I think they're a UK band, Gomez? I've heard of them, but I don't know much about them. They they had a song where like the guitarist had a tube in his mouth and was playing, right, okay. playing through a... Playing through his own mouth into the microphone. Excellent. Yeah, the, um, I have a similar kind of um, relationship with Julie in that way. When I was younger, I didn't listen to anything that was on the radio, and that was just because I was up my own ass, and I thought that anything that made it onto the anything that made it onto radio was beneath me at that point. Yeah, it was the same. And now I I, I don't listen to stuff on the radio just because uh, it's just not how I consume music. I'm never anywhere where a radio was playing if i'm in the car i'm in the car for like 10 minutes and i'm probably listening to the one cd that i have in my car but i was aware of this song i didn't properly listen to the song until your playlist and i knew that i liked certain Lipa songs but i didn't listen to the song properly until i started listening to this and it's fantastic it's so good like it, it's so good it's and i think it's exactly what you said it's like it's like an old school kind of you could definitely picture this being like a, a song from the 70s or the 80s but there's a modern twist on it and she's a really talented performer as well yeah um, and the combination of all those things it's yeah it's really really good I really enjoy yeah. it yeah something about like throwing all of the modern money and production values in the world together with all this like vintage gear and a really mm. good singer and songwriter and performer it's just like I mean, okay, capitalism bad. <laughs> I'll start by saying. <laughs> but sometimes just having more money than God and putting it all into one weird fucking thing to make even more money, you just end up yeah. with something good. Right. So when the revolution comes, we'll, we'll keep that bit. We'll keep the albums, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. And lastly, the song you think that everyone should listen to is uh, Lunch Break by Maddie J. Yeah, I just don't think Maddie J is that popular. So 
I don't really remember how I got onto Maddie J. I think it might have just been through the Spotify algorithm or something. But she's like a pop producer, songwriter, bass player, other things, I think, from L.A. Um, mm-hmm. And she just makes these really cool kind of understated pop songs with like kind of small little electronic drums. She's just a really mm. good songwriter. And this song is another one like that Towns Van Zandt one where it just like touches something in my brain and just feels... I don't know, real. Feels honest. That's a yeah. really good song. It's a, it's a very, very chilled song. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, again, really, really like listening to that one. Yeah. I really like her. She was, she was Twitch streaming for a little while. And at my, at my customer service job, some mornings I have, I start work at like 7 a.m., which is right when either you or Mac are streaming or like yeah. some American people are streaming. And, uh, I'd been listening to Maddie J and then saw that she was on Twitch and I was like, oh, cool, I'll check it out. And then in the stream, she was just like making a song. I was like, oh, you can do that? And you can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I get to do that. <laughs> well, speaking of which, then, if people want to people want to find you, where can they find you? If you want they, to be found. If I, well, found? yeah, I'd love to be found. Um, they can find me at twitch.tv forward slash dumbcan, D-U-M-C-A-N-N. Uh, yeah, I just kind of make music, but I was thinking I might play a video game sometime soon. It's it's been uh, it's been very lockdowny here, and it's hard to find inspiration when you're not allowed to leave the house. Fair so enough. I think I only have like two musical ideas I want to do, and then I also found this puzzle game called Liminal, where you're like in a dream and you can change the sizes of things. Okay. I don't know. Do you think that is that too much of a left turn from the brand? From the Dumbcam brand. Yeah, go from making music to just like playing a video game one afternoon. No, I like it. No, I'll give it a shot. Excellent. If I lose subs, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can hold me responsible. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Duncan, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun. And there we have it, episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Please do go follow Duncan on Twitch. Again, it's Dumcan, D-U-M-C-A-N-N. It's a really fun environment, and especially if you're musically creative, it's a very collaborative atmosphere as well. Duncan usually puts his music up in a Dropbox, so you're free to remix it or add whatever you like to it, so that's an awful lot of fun. If you like this show and you want to support it, please do go and follow us on the socials, at Mixtape and Identity on Instagram, at Mixtape and ID on Twitter. So that's where we announce guests, playlists, etc. And that's where you can get involved in the conversation as well. So, you know, tell me what songs you like from, from this list. Uh, do all the other stuff as well, you know, leave a nice review, tell your friends, say something nice to me about the episode. Uh, I'll be back next week for episode three. So in the meantime, take care of yourself and we'll speak to you then.